0: hear not. What did Jesus just say up in verse number 9? Who hath ears, let him hear. But he says down here, he says, hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah which saith, by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand and seeing you shall see and shall not perceive. For this people is uh, this people's heart is waxed gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes have been closed lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted. Everybody say converted. And I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear Verse number 17, he says this verily. And for verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. You have not heard them. I keep hearing a resounding thing. Matter of fact, I keep hearing a resounding echo in this scripture. And it's that he who hath an ear let him hear. And there's a, there's what God is saying to his disciples right here. What Jesus is saying is that people are hearing what I'm saying in a parable, but they're not understanding and hearing. They're not hearing. And even in their hearing he says they do not hear. In the book of Revelations, chapter number 2, verse number 7, it says he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit would say unto the church. Again in verse number 17, he who hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit would say unto the church. Again in verse Verse number twenty-nine: He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit would say unto the church. In chapter number three, verse number thirteen, he says, "He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church." In Matthew chapter eleven, verse number fifteen, Jesus said, "He that hath ears, let him hear." He that hath ears, let him hear. And that's what I keep hearing. That's what I heard when I was standing at the stoplight at, at, at Kansas Expressway. Was I was hearing the Spirit say, "He that hath an ear, let him hear." Jesus is coming back. There's a word of God that needs to go forth in this hour. And it's a, it's the word of the living God. And it needs to be brought forth so that he that hath an ear can hear what God is saying to his people. You see, I, I I just need you to understand today that we live in a society that where there is a famine. There's a famine in the land. The Bible says in Amos. And it's not a famine of, of, of corn or crops. It's not a famine of money listen, America does not lack money. And you may be the poorest person in this room right now, but I'm telling you, you don't lack money this morning. There's a famine in the world today, and it's a famine of the Word of God. Why do I know that? Because people, God's people don't even know His Word. And the world doesn't know His Word. And there's a famine for the Word of God. I'm telling you, the Word of God is valuable. And it's, 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 being, it's being forsaken right and left in the world. And Which we live in today. You know. Let's talk about the sower. For just one more second. I wish that somebody. I I need you to. Hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. He goes on. He goes on real quick. And he says. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Verse number 19. He says. And when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom. And understand it not. He said. I'm I'm not going to finish that scripture. Uh, I want you to go uh, to. Verse number 20. And he that receiveth the seed in a stony place. He talks about the seed there. He also says receive the seed among the thorns. And he says receive the good ground. But there in verse number 19 he tells what the seed is. He tells what the seed is. He said when anyone hears the good word of God. I'm not talking about a money message today. Do you need to give your finances to God? Absolutely. Amen. He gives you 100% of what you got. And he he asks you for 10% obedience. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a no brainer I don't need to talk about that this morning I'm telling you that the parable of the sower has little or nothing to do with money we can use it for that if we want to and it's still absolutely correct but I'm telling you that the parable of the sower is about the word of God and I'm telling you right now in this time in which we live in many people have this book on the shelf but they know not what it says and I just wish that, one, that some sowers would come along in the house of God today. Let's talk about the sower now. I, I, I got what I needed to say out. I wish that there was a sower that would get so full of the Word of God, that they had the seed of the Word of God all up inside of them, that they would get so full of this thing that it would begin to overflow out of them so that seed would begin to fall from them. What seed, brother Day, I'm talking about thus saith the Lord, seed that fall down to the ground around them and that people would want to cling to you, not because you got riches, not because they think a hundred dollars a bill will fall out of your billfold not because they think that you got uh, you know all the things figured out of life but they're going to come to you because they hear the word of god because you know what the bible says because you know what it says and you begin to preach to them scripture and out of your mouth doesn't proceed blessing and cursing because it ought not be so out of your mouth proceeds just the blessings of god just the word of god god is concerned with people knowing his word and I'm convinced that we don't know his word and because we don't know the word of God we don't know the God of the word you know God is not only bound by his word but this way in the beginning was the word and the word what's the word the word was God and so if you don't know the word you don't know God we talk, I talk to young people all the time. How are you going to get in a relationship with somebody and never talk to them? How are you going to get in a I, I asked them one time. I said, if you ever had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And then you, 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 you went to each other and you said, hey, you want to go out with me? And they said, yeah. And then they stopped talking to you for years. About how long would that last? And many of the girls said, like, three hours. High maintenance women three hours I think was the, was the consensus what if God was like that we get in a relationship with him but we don't pick up the find we don't, we don't pick up the word and just begin to say who is this man how many of y'all I, 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 I got to say this about me I came to God before I knew what this said I would say almost, almost everybody almost everybody in the room Matter of fact, by a lifting of hands, who came to God before they knew what the book said? So what's that tell me? We come into relationship because of the pooling of the Holy Ghost. We come into relationship with God because of, because of the unction of God. But we don't know who God is. We've just experienced His love, grace, and mercy. But in order to know who He is, we've got to begin to read this thing. We've got to begin to see who is this husbandman? Who am I supposed to be the bride of? What am, what am I doing? Uh, he's, I, I've said, I love this scripture. He gave us everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's right here. This is everything. You wonder, everybody walking around, all defeated. They're walking around, they need this blessing, they need that blessing, they need this healing, they need that healing, they need this child to come to know God, they need this one saved, they need that one saved. He said, everything you need is right here. And I'm I'm convinced in this place that we know, this is a hard word, but I'm convinced in America that we do not know God because we don't know His Word. Because He said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. It was God it is God there's a famine it's not a famine of worldly things it's a famine of the word the Bible says, "Have I hid that word in my heart that I might not ampen unto my feet and a light unto my path?" Uh, he, the Bible says, "I sent my word and I healed them." You you wonder if you don't why why you don't have healed because he sent his word to heal you. If you want if you want to be healed in the house of God, I don't care what's wrong with you this morning. I have a care for you, but I'm telling you, there's nothing too big for God. But how do I get how do I get healed? Uh, because he sent his word and he healed. Start seeing what God said about you, and I'm not just talking about Isaiah that says, by His stripes I was healed. We can all quote what's been told to us. But get in there and begin to read about how God healed people and begin to quote the Word of God over your life because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. My brother Logan Campbell the other day, he said, listen, it doesn't say faith comes by me hearing it says that faith comes by hearing so that means faith has ears to hear and that means that faith will come because it hears what does it hear hearing comes by the word of god so if you're going to get faith to come your way then you're going to have to get it by speaking the word of god How sweet are thy words unto my taste, David said. Yea, sweeter than honey in my mouth. Forever thy word is settled in the heavens. The word of God shall stand forever, Isaiah said in chapter number 40. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will remain, says God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the same was in the beginning, amen. And then the Bible says uh, that his name was called, in Revelations 19, he said, and his name was called. the word word of God. Amen. His name is the word of God. He is the word. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, the Bible declares. The sword of the spirit in Ephesians chapter 6 is the word of God. If you want the sword of the spirit that you can devour, that not only just be defensive but be offensive to the enemy. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And we already said it but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Word is quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing bone from marrow. It, 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 the Bible says that blessed are they that hear the Word of God and keep it. Amen. And if you abide in me and my Word abides in you. You shall ask whatever you will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. He said. He didn't say if you abide in if if you abide in me and I abide in you. He didn't say that. He said, "Listen, when you come and ask for salvation." Then you already got me abiding in you He said if you abide in me And my word abides in you Then you ask whatever you want And it will be done unto you And 1 Peter I've got to stop right here for a second 1 Peter chapter number 1 Verse number 23 through 25 says Being born again not of the corruptible seed But of incorruptible By the word of God The seed is the word The seed is the word, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is grass, and all the glory of man is like the flower of the grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you today if we are going to know who God is if we're going to have an inkling of a knowledge of who God is if this world is going to be changed it's going to be because people are stopped at a stoplight and God says you have to begin to look at my word you've got to begin to hear my word you've got to understand that the logos word of God was written for you for everything that pertaineth to life and godliness and then you got to understand that my logos word can become you know, I rain my word. Your instant word for your season. And we've got to begin to know the word of God. What is God saying in the house this morning? He's saying something very simply. Let me put it in 2017 language for you. Read your Bible. Romans chapter 10 verse number 13 says, "For so for whosoever how many is whosoever? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse that was verse number 13. But there's some there's some other stuff that's got to go with it. 14. How then shall they call on him who they have not believed? And how shall they how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear Without a preacher. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I hear the Lord saying in my spirit today, that we all must become preachers of his gospel. We all must become preachers of his word. His word. This word. I see the problems of the world brother Dave I get we talked about Habakkuk this week in Thursday night Bible study and how he he pleaded with God how long God how long will you let this will you let this, this, this people terrify your people how long will you let it go unpunished that the heathen gets to act out the way that he does how long will you let your people that are supposed to be blessed be cursed and I hear the Lord saying brother Dave until they figure out what my word says about them until they Figure out what my word says until they stand up on their most holy faith until they stand on the word of God. I, I'm gonna get all old school on you for a second, but the but but I like the group the Magruder's. anybody ever heard of them? They're they're, they're old school. Matter of fact, Priscilla and um, uh, I forget his name, uh, but but they're they're both going on to be with Jesus right now, and they were some holiness believers. But they told a story. He told a story about a song that they had, and the and the song was called Stand on his word. When you've done all you can to stand, just stand on his word. And and he came in and he said he saw Priscilla, his wife. And, a, and he goes and tells the story. He said, he's, I saw her in a chenille bathrobe. And he said, I walked in and she had stage 4 cancer. And she was standing up on the word of God. And he said, she was just standing. He said, I thought she flipped out. I thought something was wrong with her. And so there she was standing. And he said, I walked into her and I laid my head beside her and I said, what too weak to even talk to you. But I know God's word is true and I know I can stand on His word. And she didn't know what else to do in that moment, but just in the physical. Just begin to stand on His word. The song goes on to say, when you've done all that you can, just stand on His word. When you've stood all you can stand, just do what you've heard. And hearing comes by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. So why then with such a great cloud of witness and and the miraculous word is the world not converted? Brother Dave, Jesus explains. Look what he says this morning. And I'll I'll not take much more time. Look what he says and see if any of it applies to you or those around you today. He begins to explain the parable to them. He says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom... And understand it not, then comes the wicked one to catch away that which was sown in his heart. And he is which receiveth the seed by the wayside. So four quick points today, because I've gone that all that was just my introduction. So here we are. The seed by the wayside. The good word of God is sown and not understand. Understood. I am convinced that this is the place. Where ninety percent of the of the all the world, a hundred percent of the world, and ninety percent of the church falls into the scripture. Right here. The good word of the kingdom is sown but not understood. How many of y'all, and I I am gonna raise my hand on how many of y'all have ever read the scripture and say, I have no idea what that means? thank God for people that are smarter than me that sometimes I go and I say, what is that scripture even saying? And I read some commentation and it begins to begins to unfold for me or I, I read another transliteration or something like that and I begin to see what God was saying and I don't just depend on one person but I kind of look at the overview. But 90% of the church in all, 100% of the world falls right here because the devil wants nothing more than to dumb you down, to numb you from receiving the word of god he knows that the word of god in you brings faith and all that you need all that you need this whatever you are doing is right here in this word and if he can stop you from understanding the word then he stole away that which was sown in your heart he buffets you with information how does the devil do it he wants nothing more than you to not understand the word how does he do it he clouds your mind with information he clouds your mind with deceit and with lies what am i talking about let me let me just bring it home for you really quickly he gives you all the all the i'm going to quote donald trump he gives you all the fake news all the fake news he gives you all the just what can i fill your mind with today what TV show can you get so engulfed in that you won't read my word or if you do read it you're so clouded brother Dave I, I have to admit in the house of God this morning uh, th- that I've that I have watched TV shows and become so consum I'm a binge watcher I just I, I am when I find a TV show that I like all of a sudden I watch it. I watch 24 uh, for a lot more than 24 hours thank God it's over I got through all the seasons. Sequ- but I but I but I'm but I'm confessing something this morning. When I was watching that, my mind was inundated with nonsense. It wasn't even, it was fictional. It wasn't even real. But I, you know, I found myself laying down at night and and thinking, you know, cops and robbers. Not not that I was scared or something, but my brain was replaying all the mess that I had just seen, you know. I was Jack, whatever his name is. Um and you know and i was like basically macgyver making stuff out of gum having dreams about you know have dreams about what i could turn that chair into you know i don't but, but i was consumed by it that's what the devil does he gives he clouds us with so much so much nonsense and you know what else speaking of the fake news he 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 wants us to seek facts over truth some of you are not going to get that he wants, to, he wants us as a people. If there's anything America is searching for, it's the facts. We live in a generation where people want the facts. Give me the facts. Give me the facts. And I'm so less concerned with what the facts are, and I'm more concerned with what the truth is. Let me explain it to you this morning. The, the fact is the devil is real, but the truth is not in him. Amen? I'm not concerned. The, the fact may be that you're running a fever, but the truth is that you are the healed of the Lord. Amen? The fact is the doctor said you had cancer, but the truth is that by his stripes you were healed. Amen? I'm not concerned with what the facts are this morning. The news wants to give you what they call facts. And sometimes it's not even facts. But I'm telling you today that I'm not concerned with what the, what the word of the news is. I'm concerned with what the word of the Lord is. So listen, if we read and we don't understand, it's because our mind is clouded. And so what do we need to do? We need to pray for understanding. The Bible says in James, if any of you lack wisdom, and that's synonymous word right there with understanding, if you any of you lack understanding, let him pray to God and he will deal it out to you. If you lack understanding, you need to pray for understanding because Jesus was just prior to this parable. He was explaining that people hear, but they don't understand the word of God. And that's exactly what the first one was by the wayside. I'm going to move on for the sake of time. But he said, before I move on, I've got to to get this out. He said, because if they would hear, he said if they would hear and understand with their hearts, they would be converted. What is God's will? Somebody tell me scripture. We're talking about the word. Somebody blurt it out, please. He said, I would that That all should be saved. All right. He says, I would that none should perish. So when he says, listen, Jesus is talking right here. And I'm sorry, I'm taking a little bit of time with this. But Jesus is talking right here. And he said, he says something in kind of a negative connotation, almost sarcastic sounding. He said that if they would um, hear with their ears and they should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them he said I'm making them I'm talking to them in parables because I I want them to hear but but the word of Isaiah has to be fulfilled where they hear but they don't understand and if they understood they'd be converted but the Bible tells me that Jesus would that none should perish but that all should have everlasting life he said that I would that all shall be saved amen and so I know that he wants everyone to be converted what's that tell me he wants you to have understanding of his word and we wonder why the the world can't be converted. The world's not converted because they don't understand. They can read. Listen, I could read the pages of this book all day long if I don't read them through the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's just pen and paper. It's no different than reading the next magazine. The stony places, with joy, the Bible says that they said they some seed fell into stony places, and the same. The same is he that heareth the word, and is anon, with joy receive it. Yet he hath not root in himself, but dureth for a while. And when tribulation and persecution rises because of the word, by and by he is offended. The stony place is one who receives the word with joy, but hath in himself no root. What does that mean? It means you didn't allow the Word of God to root inside of you. If you want this Word to change who you are, you've got to let it root inside of you. You've got to let it take root in you, not root out there. Not understand a little bit with my mind, but let the Word of God take root inside of me. Because there is no root. Listen, here's what happens: is there's no, we don't allow the wholeness of the Word to penetrate us. We pick and choose what we want to believe, um, but the Word is a whole thing, and so without the fullness, it can't take root in us. It dureth for a while. It's temporary. You see, it's temporary. Um, the honeymoon doesn't last forever. When God called you and he saved you and you went to that altar, praise God, he took the weight of the world off of your shoulders and you got up and you felt like a new man or woman and you felt like there was a change wrought about in your life, but the honeymoon does not last forever. And so you've got to get into his word and let it take root in you. Even with God, he said uh, "My word, his word may tickle your love button for a while. I'm reading my notes. Forgive me. This is how I think at midnight. He said I'm, "He said, my word may tickle your love buttons for a little while, but it's only a matter of time before you have to read past. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. you got to get past uh, that he would that all should be saved. you got to get past that I would that none should perish. you got to get past uh, that there is therefore now no condemnation. you got to get past I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you've got to get into the Deep parts of the word where he says that uh, now all of a sudden you're instead of reading those uh, the, those feel good verses all of a sudden you're reading what uh, what John said bring forth fruit meat for repentance and then all of a sudden the word begins what does the Bible say here he says if you don't have any root in the word then all of a sudden you get offended how do you get offended look what what what's the word say when tribulations arise because of the word, this same thing that brought you into relationship with God is the same thing if you don't allow yourself to be rooted that will offend you. This word offends people. I'm telling you right now, today, this is the most offensive thing on the bookshelf. If you don't believe me, go ask any left group. You can ask most of the right, they get offended by it too. Because I'm telling you, it's hard, it's quick it's sharp, it's powerful it cuts it cuts, it's an offensive word so we've got to know that we have a root in the word, I've got to move on for the sake of time among the thorns, there was some seed that fell among the thorns and see, what is that? it's that when we try to receive the word, we try to receive it in the current situation in which we are in if 90% of the church falls under the first category then at least 9 of the other 10% falls right here David Wilkerson called it The gospel of accommodation We try to make the word of God Fit in to our current lifestyle How can I slide my Jesus In between my football and beer How do I How do I slide Jesus Between the stilettos And the, and, and, and the newest dress How do I How do I accommodate myself my Jesus between the bingo and the bin shopping? How do, I, how do I put my Jesus, how do I put my word, the word of God, in between uh, the little light, white lies that I like to tell and the crooked business that I'm involved in? How do I fit my gospel of accommodation? You see, the words they can't take root or you see he said in the stony place that they can't take root but they bring forth fruit they bring forth a flower but it's, it's a temporary flower in this situation he said they can't even take root because they because they are getting snuffed out by the thorns and the thistles what's that mean it means that that the thorns are the sin nature the thorns are our sin nature. And I'm telling you, I said 9 out of 10. Maybe I may have had the equation wrong. But a lot of church people today, they want to come to church, get their word of God, fit it into their lifestyle, make it accommodating to themselves, know that they went to church on Sunday, they heard the preacher talk, they endured. Oh, my goodness, they endured. I've been preaching for 50 minutes now. My wife has given me the cues. 50 minutes. 50 minutes you know in china they they starve for the word three and four hours they get preached the word but we go to church and we get our you know we get we get our 50 minutes of pre and we endure the preacher for this long and then we get out and we say well i've got enough now i can go fishing and i can go do all these other carnal things that just tickle my flesh and i fit my jesus in and then somehow i'm gonna skate on into heaven because let's be honest, you're not in—you're not really concerned with having a relationship with God. You're just trying to go to heaven. You're just trying to get to the paradise. You're just trying to get to your, you know, your seaside location. You don't want relationship with Him. You don't want to go throw your your crown before His feet and spend hours, not fifty minutes, hours worshiping God praising His name, thanking Him for all He's done, understanding the fullness of His glory. I'm going to move on. I need you to understand something and I need to say this loud and clear. You, need, If you're taking notes, write this down. The Word of God does not fit. Open-ended. I hear people talking about, oh, there's a God-sized hole in your heart. And the only thing that can fill it is God. I got to thinking about that. And the God-sized hole in your heart, if there's a God-sized hole in your heart, whatever your heart is that we're talking metaphorically about, if there's a God-sized hole, it's the size of your heart. It's not the size of this little corner that you didn't put God in, and then you wonder why you backslid when you came and received God into this little spot in your heart. Because he's a God of wholeness. He's a God of absolution. The word is absolute. I need you to understand today that the word of God does not fit in. It doesn't fit between my girlfriend and my wife. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who. Maybe on the maybe on the video today. Listen, the word of God doesn't fit uh, in between your runaround. The word of God doesn't fit between your lustful thoughts and your gambling. The word of God doesn't fit between your desire for money and the lust of power and control. Between your agenda and the latest liberal rant. I, I'm telling you right now, The Word of God does not fit between the picket signs or the the rioters that are out there. I'm going to go ahead and get on somebody today. I don't really care about it. I'm telling you, if you are a preacher of the gospel, you should not be supporting any side's agenda to go out and stand before anybody with any sign. Why? Why, why, why do you say that, Paul? Because you are an ambassador from heaven. Your citizenship is not even of this world. I don't know why you're concerned with the things of this world anyway. If we'd spend half the time getting on our knees and praying before Before God, He would heal our land, He would change our country. You don't have the right to stand up there and take your position as a Christian or a man or woman of God and say, I'm gonna promote some agenda. Listen, you don't have an agenda, the only agenda you have is the word of God, and his name is Jesus, and that's the only agenda that you're allowed to have. If you're trying to do anything else, I'm telling you, you're doing it in somebody else's name, you're not doing it in his name, because as I said before, your citizenship. It's not in this world. You're an ambassador that's not from here. You don't, you don't need to be worried about these things that the, would pertain to this world. You need to be worried about the things that pertain to eternity. Rant over. God is an absolute God. That requires absolute surrender. That requires absolutely all of you. Totally and absolutely all of the time absolute there's not a God sized hole in your heart your heart if it's not got God in it is a God sized hole the heart is deceitfully wicked who could know it for the sake of time I'm moving and then the Bible says that some seed fell on good ground good ground praise God for good ground praise God for good ground you know what that, you know just before I even move into this good ground, you know what it tells me that three out of four of our attempts are going to go in vain when you're I, I need to encourage somebody today how is that encouraging I need you to know that you may have sown three times and not gotten any fruit but God is saying do it again do it again it's worth it to do again, let your seed fall again let your seed falling, lest the seed fall to the ground and die. It can't bring forth fruit. Amen. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So what is good ground? Good ground is fertile ground. What really is fertile or good ground, though? Good ground is soft ground. The Bible says that I will turn your hearts from a stony heart to a heart of flesh. Amen. So if we're going to understand the Word of God and we're going to receive the Word of God, we've got to ask God to give us a heart of flesh. Secondly, good ground is broken ground. The Bible says, break up the fallow ground so that you do not sow among thorns. In Jeremiah, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite and broken heart. When's the last time you opened the Word of God and said, God, Soften and break my heart with your words. Soften and break my heart with your words. So that I can have it on the... That my follow ground has been broken up. And lastly, this. Good ground is fertilized ground. Fertilized by the Holy Ghost. Nobody can understand the things of God save the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that when the spirit of truth has come... He will lead you to all truth. Amen. And so I said a while ago, I'm not worried about facts. I'm worried about truth. Well, the truth is in this word of God. And so I'm telling you this morning that if you're going to receive the word of God, then you're going to do it by being fertilized by the spirit of truth. Stand to your feet with me in the house of God this morning. I know it wasn't dynamic, and I know I didn't leave you feeling just really wonderful in the house of God this morning, but something needed to be said. What needed to be said? we God's people have to get intentional about God's word we've got it's you know what it's not dynamic it's not cliche it's not charismatic it's not popular it's not all these fun and glorious things it's just truth it's just truth I didn't give you any sugar to take the medicine down today The reality is we need the Word of God.